Day three of the 2024 Senior Bowl practices. What prospects have the most to gain? And of course, who has the most to lose? We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, I always tell you, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. I got to kick this thing over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. You talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers and what, man, the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, and like we like to say that it all starts with the NFL Draft with DP. Today, we are talking Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl, Senior Bowl. We've been giving you the updates, right? We told you pre senior bowl. We were going to give you the updates. We was on the sideline. We were seeing everything up close and personal. So we're trying to give you the best synopsis, the best evaluations of what we're seeing out there um, from every different perspective. But DP, today we're going to roll with what prospects with the most to gain and mobility. We're talk about prospects with the most to lose, right? We went through two days of practice, heading into that third day of practice. I mean, I'll say this, DP, real quick is that um, some of the prospects perform better, right? And that's why we want to talk about this. We're, we're going to kind of keep this thing um, a day to day thing to keep you guys guys updated so you can you know kind of know exactly what happened but dp before we jump into this show man why don't you hit him with our title sponsor today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 200 back in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and yeah dp the guy i'm gonna go with is florida state wide receiver slash tight end johnny wilson i thought he responded well yesterday right we told you um day before the first practice um he had an okay practice right it was you know he had a, a drop pass here and there um wasn't creating a lot of separation it just didn't look like the guy that we predicted to be um physically dominant right in in a, in a, a real target for a quarterback but yesterday man you're talking about i think he was he was lined up on the outside and had press coverage against a a, a a smaller wide receiver. I mean, a smaller cornerback, obviously, right? He's a little cornerback, 6'6". But, you know, just one of those quick twitch corners. And he beat him, impressed, right? And I was impressed that he beat him, impressed. Um, and, and he caught the football he, in the open field. He ran well. And I'm like, you know what? That's the stuff that I was buying in in the pre-draft, I mean, pre-senior bowl process, right? Just off of the film. That was kind of some of the stuff that I wanted to see. And DP, wrapping up this Johnny Wilson conversation, I'm about to transition. And I'm about to go to DP. I'm about to take it there. You know where I'm going. I'm going with South Carolina wide receiver Xavier Leggett. And I'm sitting there, right, because I know there's a lot of discourse once he uh, measured in. And even before he measured at the senior board, right, people were saying, oh, man, he's he's 6'1", not 6'3", right? And so I, I get to thinking to myself, would Jerry Rice have been better if he was two inches taller, right? Would Randy Moss have been better if he was two inches taller and I'm watching Xavier get and I'm like it doesn't matter there's nothing at practice that I've seen that I'm like man if he was two inches taller he would be my much better wide receiver right and we don't even talk about the threshold on the other side of this that sometimes when guys are too tall there's sometimes they're a little bit 
long-legged, right? They're, they're a little bit dangly. Their movements aren't as fluid. So it couldn't be a positive that he's 6'1", and that's why he actually runs better routes, you know, than some 6'3 wide receivers. And I'll say this, day two, he had a much better day. Day one, people were killing him, but I think you have to take the whole thing into context, DP. We talked about the quarterbacks, right? If I run a clean route and the quarterback doesn't give me the football, if he makes it a tough contested catch, or you throw, if I beat the DB, and then you throw the ball short, and I have to try to come back to it, and you make it a difficult catch for me, then is that really my fault, right? I won the rep. I did what I was supposed to do. So Xavier Legate had a great day. And I'll tell you this, for all those people um, that, that's worried about him being 6'3", and, you know, he's only 6'1", um, I would say roll up on a guy, right? Because he is built the right way. He He's built like an A.J. Brown. He, he, he's a 6'1", 220, for the real deal. You ask some defensive backs if they enjoy tackling Xavier Leggett, and I think that's your litmus test, right? Ask the defensive backs who get, went against Xavier Leggett and ask them if they, he needs to be a little bit taller, and I think they're probably going to say no. And the crazy thing about it, Keith, is that it's not even just like – and you, you put that so profoundly, right? It doesn't really matter because he's still winning. And the crazy thing about it is now it's gone from, okay, well, he didn't have many catches day one. So, well, if he was 6'3", he might have made that catch. Then we get to day two of practice, and he's out there dominating the catch point. He's being physical. He's being explosive. He's he, he's winning one-on-ones. Yep. Then it says, well, he's not separating. It was just like, okay, this man can't <laughs> win for losing, right? Tank Dell was out here separating and, and cooking everybody. He said he was too small, right? He said couldn't do that in the NFL. Well, through like 10 weeks before he got hurt, he was leading receiver for Houston, Texas, all right? He did 701 yards. So, again, Xavier Leggett is a guy that continues to be somewhat the most most of the game because what he has shown being able to get open day one, not get the best passes, but even on day two, the bet the passes weren't the best, but he was able to make the plays on the ball and win those one-on-ones, create separation and get open. But another guy I think that has a lot uh to prove uh and, and can really make himself some money is safety from Oregon State, uh Katan Oladapo, right? Spent some spent some personal time with him. Really good young man, like you know, just smart, intelligent, down to earth man, but a guy that's a student of the game. Uh, you talk to me about different guys that he studies and watches in the league. Uh, Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick, Kyle Hamilton, those type of guys, man. And, you know, this is a young man that's listed at, what, 6'1", almost 6'2", 215, 20 pounds almost. But he, he like, I think it was uh, Obi Melanfongo years ago who came out, I think, UConn. And it was like they nicknamed, nicknamed him the tight end eraser. And he just, I think he battled some injuries. He never got to where he wanted to be as a player. But he had the physical tools to man up with Titans in the NFL because that's the biggest mismatch right now. Katan Oladapo has a similar build. I think he might be a little bit shorter, but athletic, strong, like I said, intelligent. And, you know, just kind of watching him go from day one to day two. I think if he goes back out there and they're full pads again and they allow him to go one-on-one with these tight ends, even some of these twitchy slot receivers, and then he can continue to hold his own, he's going to make himself a lot of money, Keith. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. I like Katan, and like you said, you had the opportunity to interview him, and, you know, I was able to talk to him also for a brief moment, and, and, and very cerebral kid, um, very intelligent, very aware. I think he's going to make a team happy, and I think this is a guy that you can probably um, – I feel good about saying he's going to play in the league for that five- to ten-year period, right, just off of those intangibles alone when you combine it with his athleticism also. But, DP, we talk about the most of the game, right, but every time there's a most of the game, there's the opposing side, right? If what goes up – must come down, man. So we're going to talk about what the prospects with the most to lose, man, heading into day three of practice at the senior bowl. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle. Level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. So guys, it's very, very simple, all right? It's very simple here. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning more rubber and not cash. Who wants to spend money when you can just go ahead and save as much as possible? With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. We talked about the good stuff, Keith, the players with the most to gain. Mm-hmm. But now we got to talk about the guys with the most to lose. And, and I think we, might, I think I might have started the, this this segment off the same way that you know the uh, yesterday, and it was Bo Nix, quarterback out of Oregon. I have not seen him take control out here, right? Like the stuff that we saw on tape, mm-hmm. the you know the, the 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 loose and free play and the arm angles on the move, you know, testing windows and stuff like that down the field and having some what we call arrogant throws. We're not seeing that here down in Mobile. Like I, I'll say this, Keith, and you tell me, you you correct me if I'm wrong. If you feel differently, I'm watching a guy that I truly believe is playing not to mess up. He's practicing not to win, not to improve the draft. So I'll be like, hey, I don't want to make the wrong mistake, right? I feel like he's thinking too much. Like he's too much in his head. And I just if I get a chance talking like, Bo, just play free, just play loose, man. Be you. Be the guy we saw at Auburn. I mean, at Oregon. Well, you could be the Auburn guy, too, because you push the ball down at Auburn. You have his nine yards, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, um, eight, his eight dot was, I think, over 10 yards at Auburn. It could decrease with going to Oregon's offense. So, like, give us a little bit of both. Show us a deep ball, but also just make some of those tight window throws. Show that arm talent. I, I'm not seeing – he had some deep throws, I think, in one-on-ones. I think it was Romeo Wilson versus Quinion Mitchell and, you know, tightly contested throw. The ball came up short. like a good yard or two short. And I'm like, this is one-on-ones, bro. There's no, there's no rush. You could just sit back there and throw the ball. And I just see a guy that's not allowing him, his body to react and play because he's thinking too much. Yeah, no. Nah, and I think that goes to the point that we talked about yesterday, right? Just with the quarterbacks and, and wanting to see more. And, and I guess I'll probably push the chips in the middle of the table for all of the quarterbacks. I mean, oh, but definitely I think Spencer Rattler is kind of, you know, he's starting to pick it up and play better. But I think you can probably throw the rest of the quarterbacks in the same bucket, right, to where, like we said, two neutral practices, what does that What does that do for you, right? And so I agree with you on Bo Nix, and then I would throw in a couple other quarterbacks, also the DP. I'm going to go to the tight ends, man, and the tight ends for the American team, the second practice. And I don't even think you can make this up, DP. Um, I was standing on the sideline. I was talking to our guy. Um, Teron Davenport, uh, you know, he, he works for ESPN, covers the Tennessee Titans, a really good follow, really good guy, knows football. So definitely go follow him um, if you're looking for, you know, just another football guy to follow on Twitter, uh, uh, X, whatever we want to call it, right? But, man, listen, so we're talking, and I was like, man, I'm like, these tight ends, you know, I was like, they struggled a bit yesterday, right? Um, and, you know, I listed off, I'm like, you know, Kansas State, you know, Ben Sanat, uh, Florida State's. Jaheen Bell, and I was like, um, TCU's Jared Wiley, right? And I literally listed off those three guys. 
then I, you can't make this up. 30 seconds later, DP, his routes on air, and they went back to back to back drop passes. Like all three of them. All three of them. And I'm like, you cannot make this up. And I, I, I hate to seem like I'm, you know, coming down on them, but the most to lose, y'all, because all of those guys are somewhat tweeners, right? To where mm -hmm. you're still trying to figure out where you're going to put them. And some of them are very specific in usage. If Jaheen Bell, listen, if you're not an inline blocker, you better be a great pass catcher, right? Ben Sanat, you're probably a blocker, but if you get open, I need you to secure that mm -hmm. pass, right? I can't, I can't like I can't not rely on you to catch the football because then how do I put you on the field, you know, and, and let you, you know, be in there on high leverage moments. And we came in and we wanted to call Benson not Kyle Uzcheck, right? Yeah. And that's how we felt. Now I think he's a versatile offensive player. I think somebody will find value in him. But the not catching the football thing is a little bit nervous because Kyle Uzcheck, he catches the ball. In those crucial big time moments, right? And we know this that guess what? And all of you guys are NFL draft fans, but I know all of you guys have NFL teams that you're fans of, right? And we know how important those third and fives are, those third and sixes, right? And if you if your quarterback is able to scramble, make a play, find your guy, right, in the fourth quarter with nine minutes left, and you're trying to hold on to the football or move the football down the field to score, we can't have a drop pass. You don't get those moments back, you don't get to call a timeout and then say, Hey, can we redo this? Right. And you're going to catch it this time. We don't get that anymore. Right. So that's why it's so important. And that's kind of I even say even in evaluations, DP, with wide receivers, I, that's a non-negotiable for me. Catching the football. Like you, that, that, that's what you are. You're a pass catcher. Right. And, and if you're not a pass catcher and you can't catch the passes, then I don't I don't know what you're doing. Right. And and so that was kind of a thing for me. And because I, I do think those guys have something to lose if they don't pick it up, um, you know, just to kind of finish off this week of practice as far as day three. No, I agree, and I think you know it's it's different, right? If you're a defender, we don't really expect you to have good hands. Yep. When you're a pass catcher, we need you to catch the football. Like this, it's non-negotiable, as you said. I think, um, you know, a guy that you know me, I'm, I, I was high on. I talked about him uh, when we did our NFL drafts uh, scenarios for Dallas Cowboys. Jordan Morgan, the left tackle from Arizona, right? Like you know, he came in, and I, you know, just kind of. Eyeballing, you know, we before we had verified measurements, just eyeballing his, the way he played. His arm, his arm length looked functional. It looked long enough, right? He came in with like sub thirty threes, so like thirty two and some change. So I expect the guard talk, you know, what I mean, to ramp up. And you know, I was expecting that once I saw the measurements. And then he came into the into practice, and I, day one, I think he was all right. He wasn't bad. I think he had some solid moments. Day two. Yeah, it was a little different, man. Like the the what did I say in my scout report, his hands are wide. But this is a very athletic kid. I, I was talking to uh, someone yesterday. He's like, man, I would expect him to probably test up there with the top tackles in his class. He's really athletic. He's athletic. He is strong. But it's the fact that you're allowing your chest, you're allowing easy access to your chest. He got he got put on his back yesterday. You know, Jalen Harrell, the edge rusher from Michigan. Granted, he's a national champion, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You got to lock that down. But because the hands are outside the shoulder width, you know, they're late because you're you're turning into a clapper trying to get your hands on them rather than having it's listen, I always say this, guys. Offensive D-line play, wide receiver cornerback play, the line of scrimmage, it's like boxing. Who has their hands up? Who's ready? What what does Mark Jackson used to say when he was a, a commentator for NBC during the playoff during the NBA playoffs? Hand down, man down. That's a boxing phrase. Because if your hands are down and you get that hook. You're down too, like man down. So I want to see Jordan Morgan just get like get better today. Because if not, like he's gonna hurt his draft stock. And this was a guy I had as a first rounder, talked to other people, they had him as a first rounder coming in. 
But this has not been a strong week for him. Yeah, well, DP, let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. And what I want to simply do is for this third segment, I'm not, not simple, right? Because I think we're going to jump into a large context conversation. But this overall takeaway, right, that we've been through through two days of practice and what have just been some of the, the, the large takeaways um, and, and what we're getting prepared for heading into day three of practice. So, man, coming up next, man, we just want to give you a general um, overall synopsis of two days of practice, the players, the situations, um, who do we think is, you know, playing the best, who is kind of in between, what are we high on, what are we low on? So we're just going to give our biggest takeaways coming up next. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. All right? I'm telling you now, guys, what's what's one of the, my favorite parts of the Super Bowl? Of course, it's the game, typically, if it's a good matchup. The food that my wife throws down in the kitchen. And, of course, we got some good commercials as well. All right? And then right now, I think from looking at FanDuel, the Chiefs are what? Uh, one and a half point, you know, underdog, Pat Mahomes, the reigning defending Super Bowl MVP and champion is a one and a half point underdog to Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. I love that bet for myself personally. So FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also puts bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. All right, guys. Keith, let's let's bring this thing home. First off, guys, thank you for making Locked On for Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. You know we love to give y'all y'all flowers because you guys, you guys really support us, man. But a big takeaway for the week, right? Um, I would say the receiver position here is really good. Like mm-hmm. these receivers, man, from the Ricky Persauls of the world to Lad McConkey snatching ankles on, you know what I mean, at the beginning of the beginning of this week. Xavier Leggett getting open all day on day one, but also Jamari showing Thrash. yeah, you know what I mean, showing what he was able to do. Jamari Thrash, like the speed, the quick twitch, the route running that he's showing. Jaquan Jackson, man, Jaquan Jackson, the way he played and balled out on yesterday on day two, like this receiver class. I know we talk about the big, the the top, right? The top four or five guys typically. You know, guys that aren't here, the Marvin, Keon, Malik, Troy Franklin's not here, Xavier Worthy's not here. Like, it's a ton of receivers that's not here. And this class here at Senior Bowl is still loaded with talent on both rosters, man. I think at the end of the day, guys, if you're the Carolina Panthers, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs who's in the Super Bowl without a true number one wide receiver, crazy how that works. Like, if you're a team that needs wide receiver help, there's no way you walk out of the 2024 NFL draft class without making a pick, Keith. I, you, you, some teams might need to double dip, even triple dip. What did the Packers do last year? They, they said, went, man, day two, we're going to get as many offensive two weapons. tight ends and, what, two, three wide receivers. And it was just like, <laughs> all right, that'll play, right? Like you got diversified skill sets here, you know, different sizes, weights, height, athletic profiles, but guys that just know – how to win, man, and, and winning most of the ways. At the end of the day, guys, yeah, everyone is – the receiver position, I think, is my biggest takeaway as well, Keith. We are learning that it's not a one-size-fit-all snapback cap. It's just – it's not what it is. It's guys fit specific roles and, and, and can really work in those roles, and that's fine. I'm not asking Meg- Megatron to run Julian Edelman routes. Right, right. I'm not asking Julian Edelman to go and jump over three Dallas Cowboys in the end zone for a touchdown. 
you gotta know, you gotta ask the right, ask the player to do the right things, man. So that's probably my biggest takeaway. This wide receiver class, despite Marv not being here, all the top names, this is a loaded group. Yeah, I I think I took that away yesterday. I'm you know after day two, right? And that was because I think those guys really caught a groove, and all of them started performing right. And it was more of what we expected to see, right? It's like okay, everybody kind of played up to the bar that we thought that they would play up to coming into uh senior bowl practice, like even a guy like Javon Baker, right? Then you talk about Brendan Rice, all of those guys played, you know, good football. And you're talking about potentially locking yourself down, you know, whatever character situations that has to play out, right? And we'll figure out more after the combine. But locking yourself down to a potential top 100, top 120 pick, right? I think they kind of did that. And then also you talk about these teams, like you talk about the Green Bay Packers, right? But it's going to be some teams that double dip, triple dip at the wide receiver position. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers need to do it um, without a doubt. But you can walk away with some good talent, right? Just in the, the, the third round, you know, potentially late second, early fourth, things like that. And it'll be interesting to see what teams move their move their board, right? Because I was talking to our guy, um, Ross Jackson, right, who locked on Saints. And, you know, he talked about, I think the Saints have three or four fifth-round picks or something like that at this point, right? It's nothing to package three fifth-round picks. And if you can move up to the top of the third to grab a guy that you really, you know, you really like that performed well, you was able to evaluate him, then you're able to walk away with your guy. So it would be interesting to see. And I think the wide receivers will be able to offer that. I want to go to – I'm about to take away. I think this offensive line class is as advertised also. Mm. I'm, I'm seeing a good competitive spirit from these guys. I think they're playing well. I think Kingsley, Sumatia, uh, people that a lot of people, because we were in, I, um, I went up to the stands, you know, just to talk to a couple people and, um, and, you know, get a gauge for what, you know, how did they feel and stuff. And that's the name that kept popping up and writing, you know, heading into the, the, the process. We, we talked them up, right? We thought this guy was mm -hmm. a talented player, but I think everybody else, is getting on board, and I think that's good. That means he, he's performing well. So Kingsley uh, playing at a high level. I think people are impressed with the measurables of Patrick Paul, right? And, and it's crazy because Patrick Paul and Tyler Guyton, they're standing right next to each other, and they both have on red helmets, and you can't help but get them confused. Now, listen, I'm not saying get them confused as far as talent level. That is not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I think Patrick Paul is impressing some people with what he's able to do. Um, trenches. I can, can I switch to the mm -hmm. defensive side? Darius. Robinson, Darius Robinson, Darius Robinson. Um, listen, we we talk about, you know, you, you have your high profile names, right? Like your your Zach Harrison's from from last year, right? And then uh, what was my guy from Clemson, KJ Henry, yep. right? From uh, well, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. I'm sorry, and then KJ Henry was from Clemson. And I look at Darius Robinson, and I'm like, is there even more upside? There And this is a guy that I think is consistently pushing the needle up. He looks every bit of what you want. I, and I think he can do both. I think he can be a 4-3, like one of those heavy-handed defensive ends, right, strong side defensive ends. Or I think he can kick inside and play some of that four-eye um, because the way he's built, man, he, he just can put a couple more pounds on and get the job done. So I, I think Darius Robinson is impressing a lot of people with not only his build but what he can do. No, 100%. I remember watching him take on double team run blocks and, you know, the, they tried the offensive lap. It was like tackle tight end combination and the tackle tried to reach out to him, but he, you know, to, to help Jaheim Bell, who's what, 215, 220, mm -hmm. that was a mismatch one-on-one, you know what I mean? And that's what it turned into because he's so explosive off the ball. And like you said, he looks the part, he almost, like, you know, he were, like just by his body type, he reminds me of like primes of Darius Smith, mm -hmm. like just watching him walk around. He has that kept level of confidence he had a nice rep against Tyler Guyton with the push-pull technique. 
This guy has like a quick first step, but his power, his arm length is overwhelming. You talk about power and arm length or just power, period, and overwhelming. Devontae Sweat. Uh, Arkansas safety, I think his last name is Limmer. They say he had a good day. Arkansas center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas center, yeah. Bo Limmer. They say he had some good reps day one against Uh, Sweat. Bo. Yeah, Yeah. and and Bo is not – Bo is a pretty good player, too. I Mm -hmm. watched him on film. He's a pretty good player, and he actually plays with pretty decent power. Oh, 100%. He's got good – I think his handstring's good. He leverages well. But then it felt like on yesterday, Tavondre Sweat took that a little personal, mm-hmm. and like just he 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 didn't let up in in those blocking in those blocking drills. Whether it was you know handling the run game, like I remember there was a rep where he's taking on double team, and typically you see some guys like you know attack one guy and then try to just hold a gap. He literally like controlled both blockers, one hand extended into each one of their chests, fully a full arm extension, and just held them at the point of attack. I'm like. This is how you two get. Like, there's no way. As a running back, I hate to see that because he's sitting. Remember Jordan Davis did that in a game where he, like, parted the Red Sea and held the offensive lineman, like, on each side of him. And it's just, like, the running back staring at him. I remember I think I, I think I t- took a screenshot of that pause of play and screen grab. Because I was like, this is scary for a running back to get the handoff and then just see this big 340-pound man sitting in the lane. And that's what Tavondre Sweat did. And I think he's really made himself some money on day two. DP, I, I think it's funny that you gave him the Jordan Davis comp because I think that's going to be the comp he's going to have to kind of fight against. Fight against, yeah. He's going to have to fight against it now. Just And it's crazy just how fast that turns, right? Because if he came out, you know, right after Jordan Davis or, you know, it would just been yeah. a different situation, it, the narrative would have been different around the Jordan Davis comp. But I think he's going to have to bring it every single practice um, so that way he doesn't – the conversation around – being a first down player, a first and second down only player, a 30 snap a game guy. And then, you know, you get into the, the value of, well, hey, if you're drafting this guy, top 32 pick, then why do you put him on the field, right? He's going to have to try to fight that. So I think it for him, I, I think he has, you know, he's going to have to come out day three and do it again, right? Be physically dominant, keep getting after it. But man, DP, I'll tell you this one thing, man, we keep getting after it, right? We keep getting after. We are on our way to practice right now. We'll be at practice in the next 30, 45 minutes. But, man, I want to say shout-out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Man, your go-to source for everything NFL Draft, the best podcast content out there surrounding the NFL Draft. Listen, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. That is my guy sitting next to me, man, sitting next to me. Damian Parson, you can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And if there's no better time to follow us, man, follow us on Twitter. Want to see any practice clips? We are posting practice clips. And then, yeah, just go follow us. And like we always like to say, man, talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube. Wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On Info Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. On tomorrow's show, guys, we're going to have uh, just a full recap of the week. Uh, really talk about guys who made themselves money, everything. We're going to recap all of it on tomorrow's show. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.